Hello and welcome. You're now listening to the 2028 Podcast, your one-stop hub for getting quality content on becoming the next millionaire investor. Hi, I'm Tizen. And I'm Vince, and we'll be leading you through our digestible SWOT analysis on complex business operations, and we'll judge whether they'll sink or swim. Between the two of us, we have 10 years of solid business analytical experience, and we want to impart with you the tools necessary not to just survive, but thrive as an investor. Vince, are, are you are you hearing all this Dogecoin thing that's happening with like Elon Musk? Dude, it's all over the news. My God. It- listen, listen. The only reason why it's skyrocketing so much, you got to hand it to Elon Musk. God damn. It's like Elon Musk, Snoop Dogg. Who else is on this? Mark Cuban. And there, there there's a bunch of others actually. And, and now there's more celebrities getting on this. There's more celebrities endorsing it. All right. As of recording, it's what? February 8th. Tyson, what's the price right now? Right now, it's at 0.0845. Wow. Wow. Like I know a week ago, it was at two cents. Yeah, it was at two cents. What's crazy is, so every time that Elon tweets about it on Twitter, Mm -hmm. within 30 minutes, they skyrocket. The prices Hmm. go, goes up. But after about like, after about, you know, like three, four hours, then it comes back down. Mm-hmm. Then when he tweets about it or says anything about it again, it goes back up. But oh it God. is going at an upright trend. Jeez. Okay, hold on. So how can I, like just as a regular Joe Schmo, how can I get involved in this? So th- there's actually a bunch of ways. So the most popular one right now is to go and get the app called Robinhood and buy Dogecoins through that. Hold on, yeah, wait. I mean, it, it's not good, but that's like, unfortunately, that's one of the biggest ones that uh, sells Dogecoins. But there's also other stuff too, like Cash App. But there's also another one called Coinbase. Now, Coinbase is actually super popular because Coinbase is only for cryptocurrencies. Ah, oh, interesting. So, but, but what exactly is Coinbase? So, Coinbase is a trading or exchange platform. And okay. It's also a coin wallet. Hmm. Okay. So if you have like, you know, if you have any type of cryptocurrency, you can use Coinbase to either store it or mm-hmm. go on it to exchange for different coins or you that's can not buy bad. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not bad. Like what? You said like it's an internal uh, currency exchange. So that's yes. pretty good, actually. As of right now, that's how you can get into it. But today we're actually going to be talking about the company that I said earlier, Coinbase. Okay, not bad, not bad. So what exactly is Coinbase? Well, it's actually an online platform that allows consumers and merchants to trade digital currencies, aka mm, okay. cryptocurrency. Not bad. So it's like a one-stop platform. It's kind of like a TD Ameritrade, but for cryptocurrencies. But for cryptocurrencies, yeah. So a user can create their own wallet using that, and mm-hmm. they can connect to their personal bank account too. Now, when you say wallet, what do you mean by wallet? So... Whenever you're trade, whenever you're buying or trading cryptocurrencies, it needs to be held in a wallet because okay. there's not, there, there isn't any other way to store it because mm-hmm. it is digital currency. So what a wallet does is it's like a secure way of holding that digital currency. Gotcha. So if you lose that wallet, what happens? Can you just call up the company uh, and say like, oh, I I've no. lost my wallet? If you no. lost the wallet, that's it. It's gone. You wow. lost everything. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So that is a very, very important. And usually the wallets have a 10 to 12 digit, uh, no, a 10 to 12 word encrypted password. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why just type it into my computer or store it on Gmail or something like that? Or no, 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 no. no. You, you actually need to store it. Like you have to actually write it down 
and okay. store it somewhere safe. You cannot put it online because, you know, if someone were to hack your computer and they see that, you know, they can steal everything and you'll be left with nothing. Damn, game over. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it sounds secure. Like, you can't really hack something that's offline. So, nope. that's good. That's really nope. good. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at Coinbase as a whole, Coinbase actually is divided into three subcategories. They are Coinbase Ventures, Coinbase mm -hmm. Custody, and Coinbase Asset Management. So, what is Coinbase Ventures? Yeah, so Coinbase uh, Ventures is their investment arm. So, what they okay. do is they invest in different other subsidiaries or at different companies so that way they can grow as an entire industry. Okay, how about Coinbase Custody? Yeah, so custody is more of an affiliated program. It's say, for example, like you know, like affiliated programming or affiliated mm. marketing. It's what they're associated with. Mm, okay. How about that asset management? Yeah, so asset management, just like with any sort of company, it's just like what they invest into, like their infrastructure investments into their assets, all that good stuff. Gotcha. Now I do know that uh, Coinbase was actually founded not too long ago. Actually, it was a uh... so teasing. Quick question: mm. When was Coinbase actually founded? Well, Coinbase was actually founded in 2012. And the whole idea of it was so that anyone can actually have a secure access to Bitcoins. Because back then, Bitcoins was the biggest thing. Mm, okay. Because that was the first cryptocurrency that kind of blew up. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not bad, not bad. Okay. I mean, that's not really useful. That's a very useful need. Yeah. I mean, you have to have it. Yes. You know? So they just created something to hold it. And then as time went on, they created like an exchange program. So you can exchange, you know, Bitcoin to like Ether or Dogecoins or whatever. Mm -hmm. And also now you're allowed to, you know, send others. Oh, okay. You know, you can receive and send payments. That's not bad. That's actually really nice. It's very convenient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was actually founded by Brian Armstrong, which is actually the former Airbnb engineer. Not bad. Okay. And now I might butcher this name, but the other guy's name was Fred Ershem. So he was actually a Goldman Sachs trader. Okay, hold on. So their CEO and founder, uh, Brian, he's actually an Airbnb uh, engineer, and and they combined it with a Goldman Sachs trader. That's a match made in heaven for this company. That, this is perfect for their founders. Exactly. They got like a good background system right there, you know? And what's cool is that they're actually located in San Francisco in California. Dang, okay. That's not bad. Like Silicon Valley is right by there. So they're, they're mm -hmm. good. They have access to like a whole bunch of different like industries to really talk to. And the fact that, you know, it's in Silicon Valley, you know, the mm -hmm. home center of technology. Yes. You know, and this is cryptocurrency, so digital currency. Hmm, okay. That Not is bad perfect. Enough. Yeah, that is perfect. And, I, you know, if anything, I think that's one of the best reasons why they got their Series A investment of $5 million. Now, with that $5 million, they were actually given validity. Now, that validity comes with the ability to actually trade with Dell, Expedia, Dish, all the big companies right there. So now, because of Coinbase... These companies are now able to accept Bitcoin, and it's because of them. Wait, 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 wait. So let's say I want to buy a computer from Dell. I can just use Bitcoins? Yeah, technically, Dell accepts Bitcoins. Well, I, I do know nowadays, like, a lot of companies actually accept cryptocurrencies. Even Amazon does. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and from uh, what we actually talked about earlier before this, uh, mm -hmm. Tesla is planning on starting to sell their cars and accept Bitcoin as payment. It's literally the way that the world is going around now. And it's really nice. And it's just like, it goes back to what uh, their mission was. And their mission was so that everyone can have a free and open sort of economy, free of any single country or any sort of company. Mm -hmm. And it's good because they have the values of clear communication, positive energy, continuous learning, mm. and efficient execution. And with those values, it really attests to where they are today. Because as of 2021, Coinbase actually sells 32 cryptocurrencies. 
And if you want to become a pro member, you're able to buy and sell 36 cryptocurrencies. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah, no, it's not. It's really not bad. And as a whole, as a company, Coinbase has a whole lot of hype going to them. And in fact, what's really cool, Coinbase actually wants to go public. Oh, okay. I, I did hear about that, but I did hear that they were not planning on going to the traditional IPO route. No, no. I mean, we'll talk more about that in the opportunities, but yes, they are not. So it's a very, it's a very interesting thing to keep an eye out for. And with that being said, we should really get into our SWOT analysis. Now, Tizen, what are some strengths that Coinbase has going on for them? Yeah, so that they actually have some good strengths, actually. So back in 2018, they were actually valued at a $300 million company. Whew, okay, that's not bad. That's not okay. That well, is that's really 20, good. That's 2018. What about today? What are they valued at? Well, today, okay. Now, now remember, this was two years ago that they were valued at you said 300 million. million. Right? Okay. So today, they're estimated to be worth about $8 billion. Whoa. In eight two billion. years, they went from three hundred million to eight billion dollars. Oh wow! Wow, that's mm-hmm. a big increase. That's a mm-hmm. huge increase. That's humongous. So, what's actually cool is that in January of nineteenth of twenty twenty one, Coinbase actually acquired this company called Bison Trails. That's actually pretty recent. I, I don't think I'm familiar with them. What are they? So, it's actually a blockchain infrastructure platform. Whoa! Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. So, like, I know that blockchain infrastructure program. It really wants to revolutionize how companies are interacting with blockchain technology. Mm-hmm. So, it's really transitioning the entire infrastructure of the world from like a pen and paper sort of situation to more of a blockchain situation. Mm-hmm. Now, Vince. Now, that's not the only company that they've acquired. They've actually acquired many more, and I think you know a couple of them, right? Yeah, that's right. So, since their inception in 2012, they've actually acquired. 15, 15 other companies. Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, eight years, 15 companies. They are growing like no other. Now, Tizen, like you said, they did acquire Bison Trails in mm. January 19th of 2021. But mm. actually, they acquired two companies in 2020, three companies in 2019, and four companies in 2018. Okay, okay. It's wild. They're making it. They're making it, yeah. They really want to develop their basis. They really want to be that performer. They want to be that platform where all things uh, cryptocurrency and all things blockchain technology-wise. Oh. And what makes it really cool is that they're not just great at acquiring companies, they're really great at raising capital. In fact, since hmm. inception, they've actually underwent 11 rounds of funding. And in total, oh. they've acquired $547 million. Oh, wow. So how many investors do they have? Yeah. You know? Just 59 investors. Not from the That's public. It. These are private investors. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know a couple of them? Yeah, so their top five investors are Anderson Horowitz, Tiger Global Management, IVP, DFJ Growth, and Bank of Tokyo, or Mitsubishi UFJ. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, a lot of people really believe in the Coinbase. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I mean, that's pretty cool, but you, you know what's crazy? The total amount of monthly visits that Coinbase has is mm-hmm. actually over 44 million visits. 44 in one month. In, in one, one month. month. And they have a growth rate of 21%. Hold on, but 21%, you mean that their growth rate of number of people going to the website is growing by 21% every month? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Here's a cool fact. So hmm. actually in January of 2020, so Coinbase went to Google Shopping's VP okay, and actually made him the CPO of the crypto commerce. Whoa, <laughs> that's not yeah, bad. So they actually went into Google and they were like, hey, listen, you're going to be the CPO of the crypto commerce. God dang, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, it's great because like they have they have the Wonder Team. What their CEO, mm-hmm. 
engineer at Airbnb. Their other mm-hmm. founder was a trader at, at Goldman, Goldman Sachs. Sachs. Yeah, the yep. financial and aspect. Now, now you got a the yeah, commerce now you got selling. a Google Shopping VP. Wow, that's literally a dream team. If I have ever seen one right there. Mm-hmm. So, Bitcoin deposits, right? So Coinbase actually insures them if you buy it from them. Okay, that's actually really cool. So you don't have to worry about like, say, for example, you lose your money, or like if somebody mm-hmm. steals your Bitcoin, you're okay. Nope, it's insured. Yeah, wow. as long as you buy it from them, it's it's secure. And what's nice is that. If let's say like you have a Coinbase, right, and I have sure. a Coinbase, the transfers between us are actually instantaneous. Kind of like a Venmo situation where like I give you twenty bucks. Yes. Now other wallets, you know, it takes some time, but this one, it's actually really instant. I like that. That's that sounds really useful. Yes. Now, if you are a user in Coinbase, what's nice is that Coinbase actually allows you to use credit cards to make transactions. Okay. So why? Okay, that's nice and all, but. Why is that really a cool thing? Well, hypothetically speaking, if you have cash advance rates of like three to five percent, you know you can use that to let's say like you use a credit card, you buy cryptocurrencies, right? Sure. And like after after like a month or so, or after a couple weeks, the price increases. So you can technically sell it and pay off that three to five percent, and it'll be like nothing. Okay, so you're pretty much taking advantage of like an arbitrage situation. Bitcoin has what an average annual return of two hundred eighty-eight. Two hundred eighty-eight per one-year return. Yeah, so that's not bad. Like, so you make two hundred eighty-eight percent per year, and then、mm-hmm. you return the borrowed money to your credit card company, and then you what? You keep the profits for yourself. Yeah, so that's not bad. If you think about it, I mean, it's not really risky because you already know Bitcoin is going up.、Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, like Bitcoin is volatile, so there is risk involved. But historically, at least within the past year, it's a pretty solid. It's a pretty solid way to earn free money. Now, with all of those really cool things with Coinbase, you got to ask yourself, how does Coinbase actually really make money? Well, they have three primary methods of earning money. It's from margin fees, from Coinbase fees, and from Coinbase Commerce. Okay. So what are what are the margin fees? Yeah. So the margin fees they're also known as spread. Now. Coinbase, they actually charge about half a percent for each crypto purchase and each sale. So, yeah, every time you buy a cryptocurrency, you are paying a half a percent premium. But it's name of the game. That's pretty much what any sort of exchange really does. How about the Coinbase fees? Yeah, so the Coinbase fees is a transactional fee that's added on top of the spread or the marginal fee. So、okay. it's another premium added on top of it. Ah, gotcha. And the uh, Coinbase uh, Commerce. Yeah, so Coinbase Commerce is actually a pretty cool fact. Now, Coinbase, Coinbase actually has their own cryptocurrency. It's called the、really? USDC. Yeah, they have the USDC. Huh. Yeah, but the thing is, it's always going to be worth one dollar because it's backed by the US dollar. But、ah, it's still a cryptocurrency,、sense. so it is pretty cool. And you could pay or buy with that cryptocurrency on Coinbase. Now, a great thing about having a Coinbase account is the fact that it's actually very secure. And there's like a good assurance that you won't be hacked. How how could they really assure that? Well, so it's actually not backed up by the FDIC or the SIPC, but they actually say that all of their online currencies held online are actually secure. I'm confused. What does that What does that mean? The thing is that only two percent of the customer funds are actually held online. So two percent of whatever is insured. Got okay.、So、I think that makes sense. So at a time, Coinbase insures two percent. Of all cryptocurrencies at a time, because two percent of their Coinbase is online. 
Yeah, and the rest of them are offline cold storage. Cold storage. So what is cold storage? Well, cold storage is when they have the rest of it in an offline, you know, like a hard drive. Okay. And they pull it off, so it cannot be accessible. So it cannot be hacked. That's actually pretty cool. That's really nice. Yeah. Like, it gives me assurance to know that my cryptocurrencies are secure and well. I mean, if you think about it, they do have really good strengths. But that doesn't mean that they don't have weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's right. They do have a whole bunch of weaknesses, but I do think their biggest weaknesses comes from within. Now, Coinbase as a whole is not a good company to work at. Why is that? There was an incident that occurred in Coinbase on October 8th of 2020. Now, they had to fire 60 people because of this. Why? It all stems around the whole Black Lives Matter situation. Ah, uh, okay. Now, if you remember, do you remember George Floyd, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was murdered by uh, those cops, right? Yeah, he was murdered by those cops. It was an unfortunate situation. He said he could not breathe. And then... And that started the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Exactly. Yeah, there's a whole movement. There's a whole event. There's a whole culture shift that occurred because of this. Mm -hmm. Now, like it or not, a whole bunch of crap really came to the surface. And Coinbase was no exception to that. So a whole bunch of members within the community, within Coinbase community, got together and they held a virtual oh. meeting to discuss it. Now, in Coinbase, they have a group called Color of Black. Okay. Now... Color Black is primarily ran by African-Americans who want to like get together and talk about what's going on within the company. Now, in this meeting, they actually voiced their disapproval of what's going on in the company, how they don't like, how they believe people who are Black or Latino descent are mm -hmm. actually treated poorly. But when it came to their CEO, Brian Armstrong's turn to actually speak up against the situation, he actually didn't really say anything. Yeah, he condemned the actions. He condemned the actions of what happened, uh, what the cops did eventually leading up to his death. But when they asked him to actually say, let's support Black Lives Matter, he did not say that. Oh. He said he didn't want to actually be a part of it because oh. he believes that Coinbase should be apolitical. He believes, remember how the entire premise of Coinbase is supposed to be freedom and like away from the man without being controlled with any sort of political movements or any sort of culture or company. Mm -hmm. He wanted to really transform that into this sort of situation. Now, ah, gotcha. A couple of days later, he did say he did support Black Lives Matter, but the crappy part is that he rescinded his statement. He really gunned down. He really took a stance on this and said, like, he wants Coinbase to be apolitical. He does not want mm. there to be any sort of political stance to it. Gotcha. Because of this, he said, like, there's a whole lot of monitoring that went on within the company. And they actually monitored a whole bunch of chats and they censored a lot of people. Oh. And he pretty much said there's no no political things, no more Black Lives Matter, no nothing like that. And six, he had to fire 60 people. Mm, that does not sound good. No. Mm -hmm. He had to fire 60 people because of this. Ooh. It's It was bad. It was really That's bad. It's bad for the publicity too, man. It's horrible. It's horrible. Why? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a culture shift. Why would you go get it? And it's a good culture shift. Why would you stand against that? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that is that actually reminds me about their uh, problem with their whole pay disparity. Their pay disparity. Yeah. So actually women who work at Coinbase are actually paid 8% less than men. <sighs> okay. Okay. I mean, that is a problem all around. But what's also crazy is that black employees were actually paid 7% less than others in the same roles. So say, for example, there's a black manager or versus a white manager or an Asian manager. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's not of black descent or have African got a seven percent more. That's that's terrible. That's really bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Like I know, like you said, like the New York Times published this piece, and then they're just like, and an upheaval. Nope. Like they, everyone pissed about this. 
Now, aside from social issues, they actually have a lot of capital issues. Uh, like what? What do you mean by that? Did you know that actually, if you have cryptocurrencies, they actually tax it as a property? Wait, but it's intangible. It, it's, exactly. Uh, I thought you don't pay. T- I thought like in what, 2013, 2014, cryptocurrencies were not taxable. Like you could mine it, you could do whatever. You No? Wow. No, not anymore. Huh. So now, now let's say, uh, let's say you're trying to sell cryptos to cash, right? Sure. Or you're trying to pay for goods or buy one crypto to another, like exchange it, right? Okay. Or if you're trying to receive mined cryptos, My you God, still so have to pay taxes on it. If you move any sort of cryptocurrency, you get taxed on it. You, if you do are getting taxed, crypto. yep. And it's taxed wow. as a property, so. My God. Oh, man. So subjects like short-term and long-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. My God, that that's all. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's pretty rough, not going to lie. <laughs> man, like with the whole Dogecoin situation, like what? If you keep buying and selling, buying and selling. I mean, th- that's like the whole goal of like any trader. You know, you want to, you know, sell it at a high and buy it at a low. And mm-hmm. it's fluctuating so much that you have to. I guess like what? For a saving grace, if say, for example, if you're a long-term trader and you lose a whole bunch of money on Dogecoin, like if you sell your position at a loss, then what? You can use that as a tax write-off, right? Yep, you can. No, I guess like pros so and cons. It's not, it's not bad, you know. Aside from like their financial issues, they also have a whole bunch of issues with their customer service as well. Yeah, I heard they're very unreliable, right? Yeah, the unreliability part. I'm glad that you mentioned that because there was a time there was a prom- there was a promotion where if you you don't know, like whenever you say like oh come join this platform you'll get an award you'll get some coins or whatever you get like a free stock. Yeah, Coinbase did the exact same thing. They'll prom- they promise a couple of cryptocurrencies for any sort of referrals. But let me guess, nobody got anything. Exactly. Nothing. Uh, they didn't follow through. And that coupled with their uh, horrible customer support, not the greatest. Does not sound good at all. No, but teasing, even though they have a couple of weaknesses, you actually, believe it or not, they have some really good opportunities coming their way. Now, the biggest opportunity that I see is that they're actually planning on going public. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, they're planning on going public in actually uh, late February or early March. So really soon, actually. Wow. Okay. Not bad, not bad. They're not planning on going the traditional IPO route, but they're actually planning on doing a direct listing route, just like how Spotify did back in 2018. Now, you say they're not doing the traditional. What do you mean by traditional? So a traditional way is by using the IPO system, which is actually known as the initial public offering. Okay. So what the company does is they hire underwriters to evaluate the company. Mm. And... Once the underwriters evaluate the company, they generate an actual first price for that company. Okay. And then the company that hired the underwriters, they take that information and then they go to these uh, people like the investment bankers, mutual funds, uh, banks, hedge funds, and basically uh, big investment institutions. Okay. And they allow them to buy it first. So these big institutions buy the shares first before the public. Okay. And this is before the IPO. Okay. So that's actually called a roadshow, right? Now, what this does is it actually creates hype for that company itself. Mm. You know, so when it actually does become available to the public, everyone knows about it. Everyone's trying to get into it. Okay. So when it actually hits the public, the prices are actually higher. Uh, Okay. That actually sounds like a good thing, right? So why? Mm -hmm. Okay. But it sounds expensive, but but it sounds like a great thing because your prices go up. So why, why are they going the direct route so here's the thing about direct listing so what a direct listing is is when a company so let's say a company doesn't have the funds to do an underwrite right okay or they don't want to dilute their shares or they don't want to forego any of the ties 
Okay. So what they do is with direct listing, they're actually able to sell directly to the shareholders, which is mm-hmm. AKA us, the public. Okay, that's not bad, but I do know that there is a downside to doing the direct listing. And the downside is that there is no direct uh, guarantee of sale. Now, the reason why is because like like you said, Tizen, with the IPO, when they go on the roadshow, there's a whole bunch of promotions, there's a whole bunch of uh, hype going on with the company. But with this situation, there's not much hype going around because like the big hedge funds aren't talking about it. The, any sort of banks that aren't really talking about it, the underwriters aren't really talking about it. And mm-hmm. it kind of sucks because not gonna lie, I didn't know that Coinbase was really going public until recently. And it's really soon, actually. Uh, within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, great for if you want to be a investor. But a downside of that without the hype is that there could be a whole lot of volatility. Because one, we don't know what the price is going to be. And two, you don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of demand, or if there's going to be a whole, a whole lot of surplus or a whole lot of um, a shortage going on to it. It sucks. But... It does create a whole lot of opportunity for those volatility traders, like AKA those day traders. So mm-hmm. even if it goes up or down, well, there's always opportunity to be made with prices going up and down. Yep. Now, teasing, you did mention that Spotify did do this in 2018. They were actually one of the first ones to actually do a direct listing. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Harvard actually did a review on this. They did a whole entire case thing on this because this is such a brand new thing. And a whole lot of companies are really trying to take advantage of direct listing. Now, what they found was that companies, well, Spotify, for example, Spotify actually gained a whole lot of liquidity. Now with liquidity, liquidity means they have more cash because the entire reason why they go public is because you want to get more money. You want to get more money into the company. You want to create capital. You exactly. Want- you want capital. You want to be able to invest that money. Now with more liquidity, you're able to actually use those funds and do many more projects. And with Spotify, they have more liquidity to do more things in the future. Now, mm-hmm. another great thing is that shareholders who actually have these shares are actually able to be exempt from the rule 144. Now, what rule 144 is for any sort of major, major shareholders in a company. Now, say, for example, you're the CEO, CEO of Google. You cannot sell all your shares of Google at one time. Nope. No, because like, say, mm-hmm. for example, that could be insider trading. That's literally insider trading situ- information. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is you have to make a predetermined plan like for a good amount of time and determine whether or not you want to sell or buy more shares of that company at a set period of time. That's rule 144. Now, by doing direct listing, what you can do is you can, you're kind of exempt from this rule 144, but there's a stipulation. You have to hold on to those shares for one year prior to the direct listing. So after that one year, you can sell. Exactly. After that one year, you can sell. You can sell. And that's great with the direct listing because you're not really diluting your shares by issuing more shares to it. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. What's really great about it is that Coinbase is really a pioneer for the entire cryptocurrency sphere. If there's a whole lot of demand for Coinbase, that indicates mm. that a lot of other cryptocurrency wallets and a whole lot of other cryptocurrency exchanges have opportunities to go into the mainstream and going public and gain public funding. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did go from like, you know, evaluated at 300 million to 8 million, 8 billion in yeah. two years. Yeah. So it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Those are actually good opportunities, which actually brings us to our last section of our SWOT analysis, which is the threats. That's right, Tyson. And in fact, I mean, they're not a whole lot of uh, threats against Coinbase, but their biggest one comes from the fact that there are other cryptocurrency exchanges. Mm-hmm. In fact, their biggest one is actually Cash App. Because uh, you can actually buy Dogecoins from there, right? You can buy. Yeah, you can buy Dogecoins. You can take advantage of the full hype and all that good stuff, which I'm not going to lie. Coinbase is really slacking on that. Now, the pros is it's very easy to use. It's very user-friendly, just like Venmo. Another thing is if you're a beginner and if you really want to start investing in cryptocurrencies, this is a platform for you. Now, 
Cash App. That that's an app that you can also send money to people like cash, right? Exactly. It's great for not Coinbase just Coinbase does not have that. No, no, they don't have that. It's, it's only just for crypto. Exchanging cryptos. Exactly. Yeah, that's a downside gotcha. that uh, that Coinbase doesn't have. Gotcha. But another con that Cash App does have is that you can really only invest in Bitcoin. Another thing is that they really charge a three percent charge when you use a credit card, versus with versus with Coinbase, there isn't really much of a charge if you use a credit card. Gotcha. Another downside is that you can use only you can only withdraw two thousand dollars of cash per day. Ah, mm -hmm. that kind of sucks. Yeah. So if you're like a big, huge trader, if you have millions on end, it's mm. probably not the best platform to be using. I don't know because two uh, k a day. Uh, let's say you have a million. Eh, that's gonna take a while, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the other company is actually uh, Binance, mm. and they actually started in 2017. Oh, so this is really recent. This is really recent. And what's good about them is that they actually have very low fees. Okay. And th they actually have a whole lot of cryptos that you can trade with. Oh, they actually okay. have way more than, you know, they actually have way more than Cash App or Coinbase or many of the other ones. So it sounds like it's more for the advanced traders. then. Mm -hmm. Now, it is more for the advanced traders. And what's nice is that they actually have advanced charting, you know. So if you want to see like the chart, if you want to put like indicators like RSI, MACD, you know, the movements, you know, they have it. Mm, okay, so you cool. can actually view all of them. You can use the indicators to, you know, predict or not. Okay. So it's very... You know, it's good for advanced users. Not bad. So it sounds like mm -hmm. if you really are serious, if you really want to be a trader with cryptocurrencies, you should Binance is look the way into to go. Binance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, the con about that is that there are only 100 trading pairs. Mm. And there's eight U.S. states that actually cannot use Binance U.S. Eight. Huh. Okay. What are they? Yeah. So they're actually Connecticut, Hawaii, mm -hmm. Idaho, uh, Louisiana, New York. Texas, Vermont, and Washington. Wow. Yeah. And the fact that New York can't, mm, really? I mean, like the fact like New York is the epicenter of like finance. Like you have the mm -hmm. New, York, New York Stock Exchange yeah. and they can't operate in New York. That's a, that's a pretty bad, that's a pretty bad sign for Binance. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, that's good for Coinbase because Coinbase can't. But mm -hmm. Tizen, you know, what I really think it's their biggest threat. I mm -hmm. think it's BISC. BISC. Now, BISC. Now, you okay. remember like how cryptocurrency is all about decentralizing all the anonymity and all that good stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, the downside with all these other apps is that you have to input your social security number. You have to pay taxes on that. It's traceable. It, they know who mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Now, with BISC, a great part is that there is a de it's decentralized. Oh, there is okay. no banking KYC situation going on. Oh, so you don't know who it is. Exactly. You don't You're know who it is. You're actually fully secure. You're fully secure. You're great. You're you're. It's anonymous. You, whatever you have, you can keep it. No taxes. No nothing like that. You're good. Okay. Yeah, it's available on Android and iOS, and they accept twenty six different payment options. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel like that the uh, payment options you might need to be a bit uh a bit careful about because they might be able to track you with that with those payment mm -hmm. or those funding options. But mm -hmm. full anonymity. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you were to if you were to you know transfer you know bitcoins from like one wallet to a bisque account you know then you're good yeah that wouldn't be bad but mm. there are a couple downsides and the biggest downside is it's slow now teasing mm. you did mention with coinbase a good thing for coinbase is inst it's instantaneous exactly it's instantaneous mm -hmm. and it's great now another bad thing about bisque is that there are low trading volumes mm. now that means like say for example if we really want to sell at this price point well there are low trading volumes so you might have to wait a little bit longer Ah, uh, gotcha. 
Yeah, and as also if you really want to be a, a day trader, this is not the place for you because it's not meant for active day traders. I mean, it's slow, right? It's slow, so you can't like、no. for a day trader. You know, you want to sell it or buy it at that moment when that price hits a certain amount. Exactly. Well, guys, there you have it. That was our SWOT analysis of Coinbase. Coinbase.、Mm. I'm、mm. going to be completely honest with you. When Dogecoin became such a big Talking point. I before then I had no idea what coin, Coinbase is, but、yep. looking into it after doing the SWOT analysis, my God, it's a phenomenal company. It's a, I think it's a great need that a lot of people need.、Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's very nice because you know I mean it it is all to deal with cryptocurrencies,、mm-hmm. but I do have to say one thing that sucks is the fact that you cannot buy Doge coins、no. from Coinbase. But to be fair, I think that's yet. You can't buy them、mm-hmm. yet. If you think about it, it should be right now that they should allow it. Yeah, I think they dropped the ball on that part.、Uh, if they, but okay, honestly, to be fair, in their defense,、mm-hmm. I may I don't know why they aren't trading Dogecoin right now. But in their defense, Dogecoin was a meme cryptocurrency. It wasn't it was. meant to be worth anything.、Mm-hmm. It's just recently with all, with Elon Musk's、uh, tweets, with Mark Cuban's tweets, with like Snoop Dogg's tweets, with everybody, with so much hype, with Wall Street bets. That's the only reason why it's starting to inflate in value. Yep. I mean,、uh, to be honest, though, I, I do think that Coinbase is a definite swim. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do think so. I think if, okay, say hypothetically you don't get in any action with、um, cryptocurrencies, if you believe in stocks, definitely buy a stock in、uh, Coinbase. Yep. Because、uh, Coinbase will go places. Because I mean, what? Like nowadays, as、uh, days go by, like cryptocurrency is becoming bigger and bigger, and、yes. everywhere, like every. Platform. Every company is trying to start cl- accepting Bitcoin payments.、So、I agree. It, it's actually a given guarantee that this is a future currency. You know, you cryptocurrencies. Know, you know, I imagine this as it's like,、mm. say, for example, it's like going back in time, and、mm. you were given the option to buy the New York Stock Exchange, or at least a portion of the New York Stock Exchange.、Mm. The New York Stock Exchange is so vital, or the Nikkei, or the the Dow Jones, or like any sort of major、mm. trading pla- trading exchange. If、yep. you could buy a piece of that action, my God, why、You're、would you not、good. do that? You're yeah. solid, yeah. And this is basically what that is right here. This is it's, it's a new wave. It's a new frontier. Like, yeah, I'd agree. Like, maybe like what Bitcoin really first came about. Yeah, I'd be kind of skeptical about it. But now, it's been what? How many years? It's been a good. It's, it's been a. It's been a solid. Yeah, solid.、Uh, eight. I, it's been like eleven years. Because what? Bitcoin started in two thousand nine. I think so. Yeah. It didn't start, yeah, not too long ago, and like now it's like what worth eight thirty thousand dollars, over thirty thousand dollars, actually over forty today. Over forty, wow. Okay,、mm-hmm. over forty thousand dollars. You could use this to buy major products. Like you could buy, in theory, you could buy a car with、mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Yeah, you can buy a car. You can buy houses.、Mm-hmm. You can buy. I mean, it's becoming to the point where you can buy anything. Yes, and like to further sell everyone on Coinbase. What they recently bought, they have. Fifteen acquisitions in the past eight years,、mm-hmm. and it's not just on like cryptocurrencies. It's based. It's also on developing the tech of blockchain technology, and transferring that technology from non-Bitcoin or non-blockchain、uh, technology companies and transforming them into blockchain technology companies, so that that way they、yeah. can be better equipped with cryptocurrencies.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's super solid. And the fact that you know two years ago they were evaluated at three hundred million, and、mm-hmm. today they're eight billion. You can see the growth right there. Yes, yeah. You know, so there's、can. no doubt that it's just gonna keep growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so I, this, I, I, I honestly believe, like, you know, when they, 
uh start doing the direct listings like if you get a chance to get it like you better get it i agree 100 because this now, is one of those things that you cannot miss out on now i do see a potential threat that might face that might that might come their way mm, and what it is really it? it comes into their company culture mm, now yep yeah i mean their company culture and their customer service it does not sound good i mean i i don't think it's just that i think it's say for example hypothetically Mm-hmm. Their company culture. They shut down Black Lives Matter over there. Mm-hmm. They shut down like polit- any sort of political movement. So, say for example, whether you're, if you're a Republican, Democrat, or centrist, you cannot express your opinion. Now, nope. I know that's part of their company culture, but say hypothetically it gets to a horrible, like a terrible degree, and they're mm-hmm. forced to do an Uber situation, where mm-hmm. their CEO was so terrible that they are forced yep. to fire him. Yep. Now, they're doing so well because of their CEO. Now, if for some reason a situation like this happens to, like, say, same thing with Uber, same situation, their CEO gets fired, they have to do a major overhaul in their entire corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Who knows what might happen in the future? Maybe their direction might change. Maybe Ooh. their entire ideology might change. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I think if they really want to be a, the safest investor, I think you got to be careful about their company culture. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, other than that, and other the, and then the fact that there's other crypto. You know exchanges that are kind of better mm-hmm. i mean they're doing pretty well to be honest yeah i'm really excited to see what their ipo is going to or their public offering is going to yeah. be mm-hmm. yeah i'm curious about that too yeah i mean i guess we'll see what happens but i i, I am very optimistic to see where they go mm-hmm. but i'm guessing you are also saying that uh this will not sink and that this will swim yeah i it's an easy swim for me mm-hmm. like to make it the perfect swim, I'd say like revamp the culture or like at least make it more secure. So that way you really value mm-hmm. your uh, your employees and your customers. Mm-hmm. Other than that, as a pure uh, as a pure technology company, as a pure need for this entire industry, great, great swim. And Tizen, I'm assuming you're the same way too? Oh yeah, definitely. I honestly feel like this is going to become huge because of the fact that, you know, I mean, all cryptocurrencies right now are going up, you know, and they're... Mm-hmm. They're very volatile, and it's it's like a good upwards trend. Hmm. So I and and the fact that you know a lot of companies are now accepting payments, and recently I just heard that uh, a bunch of companies are going to actually start accepting Deutsche coins as payments. <laughs> That's freaking wild, man! Yeah, Deutsche coins. So <laughs> you know, I mean, I honestly believe this is the future. Yeah. So definitely, you know, they're one of the big players. So definitely, Coinbase is a solid win. I got a quick question for you. Mm. Are there any financial derivatives with cryptocurrencies? I actually don't know. Like, so say, you know, like financial derivatives, I mean, like futures, like futures contracts, their options, their um, call options, put options. Are there any derivatives? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think I know of any as of right now. But I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. That's a good question, actually. Because, like, I feel like if anyone develops that you make uh-huh. you become an instant billionaire at that point exactly yeah it's a because mo- i mean everyone knows the trend that it's going it's very bullish right now all of them yeah and the fact that it's so volatile i think that's an investor's dream to like buy to buy put, call and put options but at the same time uh, it can be very dangerous not if you're the uh the middleman mm. so i wonder if coinbase a uh, hypothetical situation if coinbase might actually instill financial derivatives for cryptocurrencies that would be very interesting actually hmm 
I guess only time will tell. And guys, there you have it. That was our episode on Coinbase. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the 202A podcast. Leave a comment over there and we'll check out what y'all think. Let us know if you guys want to do an analysis on a company. And who knows, it might just be featured on the next installment of the 202A podcast. I'm Vince. And I'm Teasin. And this is the 202A podcast and we're out.